Hey everyone, as I announced in episode 171, I'm beyond thrilled that you can now take your well-being journey one step further with our line of Mind Body Green Supplements, a daily choice that we believe will redefine your expectations of what it means to be healthy. And look, we can't talk about being healthy without talking about sleep. In this podcast, I have Dr. Bob Roundtree back, pioneering functional medicine doctor and scientific advisor at Thorne, who we partner with on formulating every one of our products. Thorne is the supplements brand most trusted by medical practitioners and was through deep and thoughtful conversations like the one we're about to dive into with Bob that our brand new sleep product called Magnesium Plus was created. We're going to give you a glimpse into how we crafted the formula, walking through each key ingredient in the latest science so you can hear firsthand how we created a targeted, efficacious, science-backed solution for sleep. So me personally, I really haven't struggled with sleep, but I never knew how restorative sleep could actually be until I started taking our product. Now, my wife and co-founder Colleen has struggled with sleep for over 20 years, and she says, I quote, I've tried everything from prescription medication to over-the-counter options. I've wanted a drug-free solution that helps me fall asleep and stay asleep without morning grogginess. As a mother, I've wanted sleep solutions that align with my family's values of choosing more natural solutions whenever possible. Magnesium Plus is the only drug-free solution that helps me fall and stay asleep even when I can't turn off my racing mind, end quote. Guys, since I sleep next to Colleen every night, I can vouch for this. This product has been game-changing for her. Colleen sleeps, and when you have a partner who sleeps, it changes everything for the better. So I'm so excited to dive into the podcast with Bob and go through the why behind this incredible formula. Bob, welcome. Hi, Jason. Great to be here. We love that you're here. One of our favorite people here at Mind Buddy Green. Thank you. So something that's not a favorite of most people is poor sleep. Oh my God. And yeah, it's, it's we're going to oh talk my God. pretty bad, huh? <laughs> what happens? In this country, in particular, people don't sleep, right? And you need to sleep. Well, it's obvious, right? If you don't sleep, you're tired. What's the big deal? Well, sleep is when the garbage disposal crews come out, you know, just like in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Everything slows down. The disposal crews come out, pick up the bags of garbage, and if they don't pick it up, the garbage stays on the sidewalk. So in the course of your day, you're generating all kinds of, of bad proteins, Right? People think that process of, of making proteins in the body is pretty efficient and clean. Well, it's not. You make a lot of garbage. And that garbage accumulates in your cells. And when you go to sleep, there are these literally waves of fluid that come through the brain and wash that away. And if you don't wash it away, then you have this feeling like there's cotton wool in your brain. Most people have had that experience, right? (laughs) Maybe they've had a little hangover or something, they didn't sleep well. But in general, if a person doesn't sleep well, they feel foggy, kind of lethargic. Well, there's a reason for that. That's because the brain is full of garbage. So you've got to sleep. Now, one of the big consequences of that over the long run is Alzheimer's disease. Wow. And it's, it's very clear if people don't sleep, they'll get Alzheimer's disease. Um, it's very clear that, uh, that poor sleep can lead to high blood pressure, cardiovascular problems, you know, can cause inflammation. So just about 
any chronic disease you can think of is linked to this lack of deep quality sleep. And I've been learning a lot about this because I got myself a sleep tracker. You do. Yeah. I, I, and you have trouble sleeping. I, I so have, you're a pro. I'm, I'm learning. You're like you a know, player coach. I'm, I'm way into it, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm like every morning I get up and I go, well, how much deep sleep did I have? You know, um, how much REM did I have? And what are the factors that affected this? Did I have, you know, one too many glasses of wine last night? Maybe I should cut back or what was the timing of my exercise? You know, so it's it's very interesting to to have a sleep tracker because it, it gives you this day by day kind of experience of what actually is going on. And so what's the minimum? With regards to sleep, you know, you hear some people say, you know, oh, I'm good on four hours. Are they just made of steel? Are they Superman? And some people say six to eight. And then some people say eight to 10. Like, in your professional opinion, like, what's, what do we kind of need? In my opinion, it's not the total hours you're in bed. Uh, it's how much deep sleep and how much REM sleep you're getting. Mm -hmm. So some people can be in bed for six hours and get two hours of deep and two hours of REM. Wow. I'm, you know, those people right. are my heroes. They're my heroes. How do you do that? But most people aren't getting that. Most people are. But, I, you know, I, I talked to a doctor friend who's using a sleep tracker, and she said, it doesn't matter how long I'm in bed. I will, as soon as I close my eyes, I'll drop into deep, and I'll track it, and I'll know I'll get two hours of deep and two hours of REM every night. Wow. Right? right. So some people naturally have that ability. Most of us don't, especially when we live very high-pressure lives. We're going all the time, you know, especially if we're using computer screens at night. Big no-no. You know, big no-no. You know, the, the, the colors that you're getting in, you know, if you don't have one of those little shifters on your screen, which I do and I do recommend. Well, and there are some things that everyone can do. Our, our, our dear mutual friend, Dr. Frank Lipman, will always say, you know, get the temperature down. So cool yep. temperature, not hot, you know, hot, you know, 65 or so degrees, depending on where you're at, the, yep. the, the electronic sundown. So get the screens away, Yep. no TV, Yep. just some basic practices anyone can do yeah and chill just generally ch try to chill have a routine candle bat whatever it may be do, do something but don't watch a don't watch the news or be on twitter late at night you especially don't watch the news <laughs> <laughs> but for a lot of people it's it's not enough and there are a lot of people including myself who take supplements yes and there are a lot there's a lot of interesting information out there uh in your estimation, like what do people take? What should they not take? One of the things that I think is is really fascinating, people will often talk about melatonin and, and that works, but like that's one thing that you shouldn't take daily. <laughs> and yeah. and other supplements are better. So just let's talk about supplements, herbs, minerals, like what works? What do you take? Okay, so mixed things about melatonin. People can definitely get a hangover from it. You know, what what melatonin does is it gives your brain the signal that it's time to go to sleep. But it doesn't in, it doesn't keep you asleep, right? right? It doesn't improve the quality of your sleep, you know? And, and that's really what people need is something that gets them into that deep sleep, you know, that helps them dream more. So, you know, melatonin is kind of a mixed bag. For some people, it can be helpful if they're traveling mm -hmm. in particular. That's where the data is really good for melatonin is if you're traveling across time zones, et cetera, then it can be helpful. But, you know, is a, is a nightly... Routine. Thing, a nightly no. routine, you know, I, I would much rather go with magnesium, you know. I mean, that's kind of the starter. It's tried and true. Um, we've been using magnesium to help people sleep forever. 
mm-hmm. right? And, and, and it kind of makes sense. It's a natural muscle relaxant. So it helps the whole body calm down. Um, it lowers blood pressure, you know. So it does basically all the things that you want to do to get the body ready for sleep and to help maintain sleep. And, my, um, and with magnesium, all forms are not created equal. There are some yeah, better... Well, the, the cheapest form is magnesium oxide, and you hardly absorb any of that at all. So here's the deal with magnesium. Magnesium uh, absorbs water, right? So when you take a, a straight-up magnesium like magnesium oxide, uh, it forms these clusters of water, and that basically uh, hurries things along in the gut, shall we say. <laughs> it, it hurries things along. Huh, you, let me read into that for a moment. Yeah, yeah read into that. So milk, My sleep was interrupted by running I, to the bathroom. I, I had to get up and go to the bathroom, <laughs> right? Uh, well, maybe that's fine for somebody who's chronically constipated. But even then, if they're taking it for constipation, that doesn't mean they're getting magnesium into their bloodstream. Mm. Right? You want to get it into your bloodstream. So that's why you'd want to use a chelated form of it. Um, chelate means claw. Um, and it simply means the magnesium is bound to a compound, an organic compound, that basically helps ferry it across the lining of the gut. So there are a number of these chelated compounds that are out there. You know, you can go to a health food store and buy magnesium chelate. My question is, well, what does that mean exactly? And my other question is, has the company that made that chelate, have they actually done the molecular studies that prove that the magnesium is staying bound to this substance? So that's why I like one called magnesium glycinate. Um, Particular is made by a company called Albion, and I've actually consulted for them. So I've you know, been to their facility. I know how they make it. Um, I know the science that is behind it and how they do it. And it's great stuff. I mean, they've really done their work with the research to show that it's better absorbed. So there's this kind of combination. Better absorbed means less likely to cause loose stools or even worse, right? The two go together. But, you know, the consequence of not absorbing it is, you know, is not just the the stool issue, but the fact you're not getting it into your bloodstream, and it's not going to help you with the relaxation that you need. Right. And you're not alone. I feel like every doctor I have on here loves magnesium glycinate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fabulous compound. It's been out there for a long time. So this is not some new kid on the block that, you know, people are touting and, and don't have data on it. There are a number of published studies on it. What other, another one that comes to mind for me is, is GABA, the importance of GABA and sleep and actually GABA, the, the supplement. Maybe yeah. talk a little bit about that. Well, um, you might remember a woman named Candace Pert, the molecules of emotion. She was a researcher at the Institute for Mental Health, and she's the one that discovered endorphins that really helped us understand, you know, that, um, you know, we have these chemicals in our brain. And, uh, you know, this is a uh, kind of precedes a conversation we could have on endocannabinoids, right? But sure. the, the endorphin conversation basically said, hey, there's chemicals that we make in our brain that affect um, our ability to tolerate pain, et cetera. But she also did a lot of research with neurotransmitters in general. And one of the things that Dr. Pert found out is that as we age, our ability to produce GABA, gamma aminobutyric acid, goes down. Well, what does that mean? Well, GABA is the naturally relaxing neurotransmitter, right? So serotonin, we think, is a little bit more mood elevating, more activating, and GABA is, is what you make 
when you need to calm yourself down. Mm. But you get older, according to Dr. Pert's research, and your GABA levels go down. Well, there's a simple way to solve that, and that's to take a drug called a benzodiazepine-like Valium. So why don't we just give Valium to everybody? <laughs> right? Well, you know, there's a little problem with Valium. And, and so what do these drugs do, the, the benzodiazepines? They bind to GABA receptors. So they mimic the effect of your naturally occurring GABA. Right? They're not GABA, but they mimic the effect of GABA. And there are also a whole wide range of compounds that, that alter GABA and they're used for seizure disorders, etc. But there's a downside to taking benzodiazepines, which is they're highly addictive, right? So for a person who's got an addictive personality, sure, you can't sleep, I'll give you some Valium, you know, but then the person comes back to the doctor and says, I'd like a couple more bottles of that, you know. In fact, why don't you just give me a big bag of them? Sure. Because they get more and more and more dependent. So they work initially, but then over time, they don't work as well. It turns out, the GABA taken orally has a lot of the same effects, but none of the downside. Right. Don't ask me why. We just know <laughs> this is an observation. I mean, this is GABA supplements have been around for a long time, um, and there's studies showing that they work. It doesn't quite make sense because at first you'd think they're not absorbed. And I've had some of my colleagues say, oh, that stuff's definitely not absorbed. Well, there are studies showing that people take GABA orally, and they do feel calmer and more focused and alert. Now, there's a form of GABA called PharmaGABA, and it's, it's actually a plant extract. It's not a synthetic compound. It's a plant extract. Don't remember the, the name of the, of the pl exact plant, but there's several published studies on this. Um, this is done in Japan, which is where the extract was first developed, and they have shown that uh, when people take this PharmaGABA, they actually get a, a, a better effect at lower doses than they do when they take the synthetic GABA as a supplement. Wow. So it's the real deal. It, it really works. I can tell you, I've taken it many times. <laughs> I, you know, living a high-stress lifestyle, uh, I want something that I can take during the day that's not going to knock me out. And then if I want to take a higher dose at night, I can do that as well. So I, I, that's how I use it in my patients, lower doses during the day, higher doses at night. So it doesn't knock people out. It helps make them calmer so they can sleep better. So if, we think, if, we're, if we're thinking about sleep as a whole and defining great sleep, okay, we've got to be calm. Then the yes. sleep needs to be deep, restorative. Right. And then the last part is, well, in the morning, I don't want a hangover, right? Yeah. grogginess so how do we yeah. how do we solve for that one yeah um, and there are some herbs out there that can cause a hangover one example of that is valerian root um, valerian's not a bad sleep inducer but many of my patients who take who have taken valerian because i have prescribed it over the years have said wow i wake up the next morning and i'm just knocked out you know i can't think straight etc so that's why you know valerian maybe isn't a good choice for long-term use there are a number of Chinese herbs, though, that have been shown to help induce sleep uh, without causing that problem. And one of them, one of my favorite, is the Chinese date. And this is actually is a little date. It's a, it's a, you know, almost looks like a little plum. Um, I was just in Beijing two weeks ago, and they were serving this with dinner. And I thought, well, this is really cool. It was in this kind of little, it was like a square, and it was a treat. Jujube. Jujube as a treat. Jujube as a treat. 
So it's eaten, it's consumed as a food in China, but it's also traditional food, traditional Chinese medicine, right? So it's a food and it's a medicine, which I like that idea, right? Sure, food is medicine. Food, we love that here food, at Mind we, Buddy Green. We, we love that idea. Um, so again, people consume it, you know, regularly. There's zero toxicity. There's no drug interactions, and it doesn't cause any hangover in the morning. So that's, again, the, the common name is jujube. Uh, sometimes pronounced jujube. I actually looked this up, you know, wiki speaks or whatever that is. That, <laughs> and there, there's some controversy about that. The, the Latin name is Zizifus Spinoza. Uh, don't, yeah. you, don't you love the sound yeah. of that? I, I, I think you nailed the pronunciation too. Zizifus Spinoza. Um, and it is, uh, it, you know, if you go to a traditional Chinese doc and say you have trouble sleeping, chances are that you'll be given a formula that has jujube in it. Right, it's that popular. I would say it's kind of the central herb that's used in traditional Chinese medicine for sleep. And what it does is it improves sleep quality, right? So again, like, like pharmagaba, like magnesium, does not knock you out, but it, it, it allows you to relax more deeply and to have both more of the, the deep sleep that you need and perhaps more of the REM. Right, so when's the appropriate time to take you read different things. People take magnesium different times during the day. If you're looking for sleep in particular, when's the right time to? If you're looking, take it? if you're using it for sleep, I would do it somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes before, before. you go to bed. Yeah, a mistake a lot of people make is they they get in bed and then you know they've got the pills by the bedside and they pop them and you know it's going nothing's take, happening yeah it's like i'm still <laughs> awake you get anxious about it's it five minutes later and now i've got performance anxiety <laughs> about my sleep i can't go in <laughs> so <laughs> too late at that go, point how, you know? how do we know like how should we feel in the morning i, I think that's important to talk about because i don't think in my view not enough people know what it what that feeling is well, like you it's a lost that. feeling i don't remember i remember that from uh, you know when you were three years old perhaps yeah and, well know. especially now because we have a, a, a two-year-old who's going through a little bit of a sleep regression at the moment oh so uh <laughs> my next question how how early can we start the child on this no yeah kidding. but yeah. uh but how should we feel in the morning um you really should wake up ready to go right with your day instead of thinking if only I could lay here for another two hours, <laughs> <laughs> maybe after two hours, you know, I'll, I'll feel like it. But if you've really had this, you know, nice combination of the deep sleep um, and the REM, the rapid eye movement sleep, which is dream sleep, if you've had enough of both of those, um, then you don't need any more. Right. So, again, you're not going to have that feeling like if only I could get a little bit more. So you wake and up theoretically without an alarm clock with, um, you know, I would my wife does that. She's she she's the type of person that she gets in bed, closes her eyes and she's out. Right. And when she wakes up, she, you know, I'll say, oh, my God, I got to catch a plane and I got to set the alarm at five thirty in the morning. She'll say, you don't need to set the alarm. I'll wake you up. She wakes up at five twenty nine. Love it, you know. So she's one of those people that's just kind of a natural, you know. Unlike ninety nine point nine nine percent of the population who really needs help. So again, you want to wake up feeling like something just happened over the last eight eight hours or so. Something really beneficial happened, like you had the best massage of your life. 
I love it. So that's how we should wake up feeling. Yes. Unbelievable massage and ready to take the day. And ready and excited about the day. I love it. Here's to better sleep. Yes. Thanks so much, Dr. Bob Roundtree. You're welcome.